It was the American Idol premiere that had everyone singing its praises. I'm speechless. But if you thought night one was good. I'm starting to get numb from all the good talent. You ain't heard nothing yet. Tonight, witness an unforgettable performance that moved the judges to tears. You have wrecked me. And the greatest audition Idol has ever seen. I'm in the presence of greatness. American Idol, tonight, 8, 7 central on ABC. Blog Talk Radio. This.
This is Entertainment Life on the Sasha Marina Show, a show about the entertainment and music industry, where you get to hear from the top and up-and-coming stars, from amateurs to professionals. They're all just working hard for success. This show is to give those the opportunity to speak about their talents and what they're doing to succeed in their dreams. And now, here's your host, Sasha Marina. Hello, hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm your host, Sasha Marina. You're tuned in to the Sasha Marina Show. So um, that song you just heard right there is It Go Down by Droopy Fly. Uh, we interviewed him some, some weeks ago, um, and I, I kind of like the little rhythm the song has. So there you go once again, me playing it for you guys. Uh, today I have a very special guest. She goes by the name of Tracy Birdfall, and um, she, you know, award-winning actress, producer. Uh, she has a lot on her plate on the moment for what I've seen. She's been doing some red carpets here and there, a lot of pictures on her Facebook and on her Twitter for those that follow her and for those that don't um, make sure you check her out. Uh, without further ado, I'm going to have her live on the air. Hey, Tracy. Good, uh, good. Hey. Good afternoon to you. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out the time difference right now. <laughs> so how we're, are you? We're noon straight up, like like 12.04, yeah. <laughs> I'm great, thank you. How are you? I'm good, pretty. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for being on. Of course. Thank you for having me. Okay, perfect. So um, I mentioned a little bit, award-winning actress, producer, uh, you know, you, you just won uh, an award and um keep forgetting the film festival that you, you just participated in. But um, that's, that's a little tidbit film. about you. There you yeah, go, action, action on film. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, and that goes with a, with a little comedy that you have, uh, that you recently released. It seems pretty funny. The name is quite funny. <laughs> Do you like your balls? I mean, when I seen the, when I seen the name itself, I was like, well, that's out there. <laughs> and, and I could only imagine how out there the film must be. So uh, tell us a little bit about that project then, you know, um, how it's been for you. Sure. Um, Do You Like Your Balls is actually, it's it's one of the most hilarious things that I'd ever read when I got the script. And almost the entire cast is all stand-up comedians, like like really well-known guys. I mean, I worked opposite Jerry Bednob, who was on um, 40-Year-Old Virgin and stuff like that. I mean, so when I read the script, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is like the funniest thing I've ever read. I was like in tears by the time <laughs> I finished it. So I really, I kind of went all out in getting that part because I had to go through the casting process. And um, it was just so much fun to work on, so much fun to finish. It's one of those things you watched a couple hundred times and you're still laughing, but I, but I can't exactly tell you why. Do you know okay. what I mean? It's just yeah. <laughs> not because I can't divulge the story, just because everything in it is so funny. It's like watching an episode of like Seinfeld mixed with The Hangover, mixed with God knows what. I mean, it's just it's hilarious. Yeah. Okay. So that's definitely an interesting mix. I mean, Seinfeld with The Hangover. I mean, The Hangover itself. It's, a little bit too much. It's, it's hilarious. So, yeah, so these what, guys are a little what, bit too much, but everything they yeah. say is so funny. And it's like you're trying to work on the set and you're trying to, you know, stay focused, but they're just, I don't know, they're just so funny. I just love these guys, yeah. Okay. And was this, um, uh, it's not your first comedic role, I imagine. Um, no, I love comedy. I just love it, yeah. Okay. I love the beats, I love the timing, I love the whole thing. But I don't do a lot of comedy. So it's like when you don't do it for a while, you kind of, you start to crave it. You know, it's like, you go, oh, I just need to do some comedy. Yeah. It's definitely. I mean, you know, obviously everyone knows, you know, at least if you're an actor, if you're in the industry, um, you have to have a certain, like you mentioned, a certain time and a certain timing for comedy. Because timing is everything. You know. Yeah. Um, it's not just a you... natural talent. You need a, It's a skill that you have to learn, too, yeah. 
definitely, definitely. So um, how do you prepare yourself for this sort of role? I mean, you know, to do your best. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, it's just so funny because my role in it, she's like this, you know, oversexed trophy wife of, of Jerry Bednob. And, and so everything in it was just kind of beyond, um, you know, it, it, took, it took some very brave acting. You know what I mean? I had to just really just forget who I was and just be her. And, um, and I think that's the key to preparing for any role is forget who you are. You know, take part of you with you, but you have to just become that person and, and um, you know, I get up at, I wake up at five in the morning whenever I have to learn my lines, so cause that's when my brain's the most open. And um, so, just get off book early so that it just can become part of who you are. Do you know what I mean? Especially with a role like that, where you just you're completely outside your comfort zone, so you have to completely forget who you are. Okay, okay. So, uh, rather we talking a little bit about that project that you you know you're kind of promoting right now. Let's talk about. All your years in this industry, uh, you're an accomplished actor, producer, vocalist. Uh, mm-hmm. You know what? You were born in Van Nuys, California, not too far from LA, so that that might be a little bit of where the influence came from. But what really uh, got you into the industry as a young as a young woman? Well, I would say um, I used to go to um, Gary Dance Studio as a kid in Burbank. And I, I just remember the first time I was on stage, I started a little young because I had older sisters, so they let me in a little young. I think I was three or something like that. But the first time I ever did a like live show where I got to sing solo and dance, it was actually tap dancing, which I love, and um, and all of that, I was five. And it was this huge show. I don't. I would guess close to 1,000 people. It was huge. And everybody was getting all nervous. I didn't have a nerve in me. And um, I just remember what it felt like to entertain people and then their applause and the way I'm like, oh, my God, this is amazing. This is, you know, I'm like truly entertaining these people. It's just this little tiny tyke. And um, I always, you know, felt that that's, you know, my favorite thing. And my mom didn't necessarily want me to do it, but that's because she felt that, um, you know, that, that I didn't have to do that. She felt that I could, you know, do more and be more. And, and she, you know, she, that looked kind of like a burdensome job for her. And so just as I grew up, I got in, involved in musical theater and I sang in all these different churches. I did anything I could basically to perform. And then when I got older, I um, got into commercial. And then just from there on, it's just always been what I do and what I'm about. And it makes me very, very happy. Okay, okay. So, um, you know, I mean, Thank God that you kept going, and um, and and here you are, Tracy. Now, uh, before this award that you just received in Action on Film, you you also received um, an award as Best Actress for the movie TikTok back in mm-hmm. 2010. Um, tell us a little bit about that project, and and why did people think you deserved the award of Best Actress in that film? Well, I, that's a actually a pretty good story because I I haven't always done this. I actually felt. Um, when I was younger, that you get kind of washed up when you're in your 30s. You know, they're kind of like, oh, you know, you kind of looked at your career and you saw everybody kind of hang it up. So I had actually, um, I flip houses as a hobby. It's one of my, I love to build houses. And so Mm -hmm. I decided, okay, I was about the age and I was going to hang up the towel. And, um, you know, and I did print growing up too. And, of course, all that work was drying up. And and, um, so I moved down to northern San Diego County, Rancho Santa Fe, and I got to tell you, six years later, I was just going crazy. I'm like watching TV and watching films, and everybody's still working. And I'm like, oh my God, I got to go to work. It's like, so I came back, and I thought that the industry was going to be like, oh my God, she's back, you know. And I knew all these people. And what was interesting is um, a few of them had died, 
Um, lots of them had retired or done something else. Casting was all different. Everything had, you know, gone high digital. And I felt kind of lost. I was like, hey, this is, you know, I always felt it was kind of my world and I could drive around and talk to everybody and just drum up work and I couldn't. So I put on my producer's hat and I sat down and I wrote um, wrote this, really wrote TikTok in order to put myself back on the map, in order to get people to um, remember me and in order to start working again. And so it's very, um, it's very dark, it's very twisted, lots and lots of arcs in it. But I did that on purpose because I wanted to showcase my talent because it was a lot easier than spending a few years crawling my way back up to the casting offices. So I wanted it to play all over the world and to win awards and everything, and that's exactly what happened. And um, it was, you know, put a lot of work in. I, I think any job that you get awards, especially kudos for your acting, it's because you work really, really, really hard on preparing for it. And um, so... So, so in your experience, just those six years that you decided to be off the map, I mean, that that really made a great difference in it, in your career mm-hmm. overall. Okay. Oh, absolutely. And, it's been very, 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 very rapid fire since then. You know, it's been really nice. So. No. Well, I, I could definitely see that. I, I mean, you, you have an you know, extensive project that you're working on, uh, well, that you've worked on. Um, do you have anything like that? Um, do you have any current roles coming up uh, for you? I do. I'm actually attached to six projects right now, and um, I had three people even come up to me when I when I won my Maverick Award that are trying to attach me to their projects. But the next thing that I'm doing, I'm actually going in and going to produce with Neil Johnson, who won Best um, Science Fiction for Starship Rising at the same festival, and we're going to start on production on a um, really really cool film called Descent of the Maelstrom on um, November 1st. We're actually going into production. That's awesome. So, uh, what do you, you know, just just to, um, I, I I like his. I haven't interviewed someone yet that has had this experience and being in the industry and then being out and coming back into it. You know that that period being out, out of this career, especially. Um, you mentioned already a little bit of, of the impact it had um, on the career. You know, things are definitely changing rapidly. Um, mm-hmm. You know, what advice? Can you give someone that that decides, you know, oh hey, I, you know, I, I think I'm gonna give this another go. Um, but I mean, I mean, obviously you had the the want and the will to keep going at it, you know, even mm-hmm. though things had changed, you, you kept going. What sort of advice do you have for someone like that that has been out of the game for a little bit and and is you know debating whether they should go back or not? Well, you know, just like the advice they give to people that have never been in it, if you can do anything else, do it if it makes you happy. I mean, just for me, it's the only thing that makes me happy. But I think you have to work harder at it now because there's so many people out there with with the digital age where, you know, it used to be that, you know, your your agent either walked in or couriered pictures over to the casting offices and, you know, maybe they'd get, you know, a couple hundred submissions on something. Now they're getting thousands and thousands of submissions just from people that, you know, from people all over the place. So um, one of the best pieces of advice, and I actually really put this into play, a very good friend of mine, his name's Mark Sykes, and he's a casting director out here. And I consulted with him once because I consulted with a lot of people. It's like, okay, I got to get on the map, and I got to get on the map quick. And he <laughs> said to me, "It was true. I was I was completely driven." And he said to me, um, "Well, what'd you do today? And what'd you do yesterday?" And I said, "Well, this is what I did last week, and this is what." And he says, "No, you have to do something every single day. You know, don't think about what it is. Just do something to move your career forward every single day." And so I, I, I decided, you know, being the 
analyzing person that I am that I put it on my calendar and I thought I'd try it for a month. And that was the best advice I've ever gotten since I came back into the industry. Because if you do something every single day, whether you're updating your, your stuff online or you're you know, preparing or you're studying or you're memorizing, because actors, they have this thing, and it used to be that you could be a little more lazy. And you can't be lazy anymore. You really can't. Yeah. It's like it's, it's a job. You have to treat it like a job. You have to get off book. You know, they say, oh, well, you don't have to be off book. Well, yeah, but if, you know, it's, treat it like a job and get off book and then, you know, your odds are so much better of becoming that character. And so I just think it's, you have to put a lot more work into it. You have to be, you know, really, really on top of it. Definitely. You have to treat it like, like the business that it is. Well, exactly. Is, you know, you, that is your business. You know that mm-hmm. you are an actress. That is your <laughs> your title. Whether and it's funny because it right, uh-huh. and it's funny because you'll talk to other actors in the rooms like, oh my gosh, I worked on this for two hours. I'm like, two hours? Have you only put two hours into those eight pages? You know, it's like, <laughs> oh my god, I spent days on this. You know, but that's really how they the, how a lot of people look at it. And I want them to continue. If they're my doppelgangers out there, I want them to continue doing that. <laughs> like, but it really it's so much work. Yeah. Definitely, and um, obviously you are an actress, a well-rounded one. You know, you've um, recently participated with the Malibu Stage Company uh, last year in January. Um, tell us about about your theater experience. You know, how do you, um, I guess, jump from theater to to the big screen, and vice versa. Well, I actually have to tell you that that I saw that you had written that on your on your show site, and that production actually got canceled in a most horrific way and so I actually no didn't end up doing that but I did go in and edit my website after I saw that the um the director and the writer got in this knockdown drag out verbal fight during the <laughs> table read right before <laughs> rehearsals and it was that like sounds, one of like the worst things I'd ever seen <laughs> oh my and we God. all just sat there like Oh my God, you know, and then um, he stepped down from his position after that, and that whole production just went kaput. That said, I would love to do a theater production again. I actually auditioned for the first one in a in a long, long time um, a few months ago, just because when I was younger, I loved theater, and because there's so much more projection and and the audience kind of feeds you. And oh um, but I stopped doing it because I was a single mom so much of my life. But now that my the kids have grown up. My youngest daughter's turning 18 in a couple of weeks. It's like I have the time again when I'm not filming, and I would really love to be part of a theater production again. Oh, geez. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll remember to edit that out, but that sounds like a play all in itself. What a story. <laughs> <laughs> I probably that's shouldn't be wonderful. saying that live, but it's like, it was that. You know, that, that's, that's fine, though. But, well, I'm glad that, you know, you're, you are taking that into consideration, and it, 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 it is important. Um, you know, I myself, I would love to be in, in theater more, but it's something that, you're right, it does take more time than being uh, on set. It's something that has to be so perfect. You cannot mess up on stage. You can mess up maybe well, in so front of the camera. Yeah. Yeah. So much scheduling, and it's like with, with TV and film, especially film, you know, you go somewhere for a few weeks, so life just kind mm-hmm. of stops. But mm-hmm. with theater, it's integrated into your daily routine in your life and your rehearsal schedule and all of these other things, and it's just it's a lot more work. And, and the pay isn't that good. And um, mm-hmm. I always had to make sure I made money because I had little mouths to feed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Little mouths to feed. Well, uh, mm-hmm. I'm glad. So your daughter will be turning 18 uh, in November, I mean, in October? No, um, her name's Stevie, and she turns 18 Stevie. on September 19th. Oh, September. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so shout awesome. out to Stevie. 
That's awesome. Okay, eighteen. That's nice. It's very nice. How is it? I mean, how is it being a? You know, I was raised in in Miami, where, where I am right now. But how is it being an eighteen-year-old there in, in Los Angeles, well, in San Diego, I suppose? Is it fun and well, fun? <laughs> yeah, well, we we actually we live we live in Malibu, oh, and in Malibu. Um, okay. yeah, we live in Malibu. But she, you know, it's it's kind of a nice town to live in. I mean, we have what thirteen fourteen thousand people here is all, even though we're on the outskirts of LA. So you kind of have the safety and the security of kind of knowing everybody and everywhere you go. But then you know you have the excitement of going into LA in just you know forty 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 five minutes. So depending on traffic, of course. So I think that it makes for really well rounded. Teenagers, you know, definitely, and and that is important. And and LA itself, or California all around, is very multi multicultural. So um, <laughs> I think you're right. You know, yeah, <laughs> I, thought, I, I love California. I thought that South Florida was one of the biggest, mm-hmm. you know, areas with so much culture, but I think California beat that. Like it is still diverse. It is beyond diverse. It's a huge melting pot and like at every you know, in any corner that you turn you see someone with like a different uh mm-hmm. you, you know, just, just a different culture in the you know, their face, they, they, they talk different, different languages. I was definitely mm-hmm. lost the first time I was in LA. <laughs> it is such and a melting well, pot. Yeah. And, and it's so like, funny. Don't worry about it. Uh huh, go ahead. <laughs> It's so funny because I'm like, I, I love being in rooms with people and everybody talks about, you know, mostly actors, and they talk about what brought them here. And they have these, like, rich, diverse stories on where they came from and why they're doing what they're doing and their training. And everybody has these conversations, and they get to me, and they're like, and where are you from? I'm like, here. <laughs> you know, it's like so boring. <laughs> For real, like, you know. And my mom would tell me, don't worry, you get used to it, you know. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess. It, it'll take a lot more to get used to. But you're right. I um, From the times that I've been out there, I've, I've, I've sat down and spoke to many people in the industry, you know, that, mm-hmm. that decided to take their luck out there. And they everyone has such an interesting story. I, I right. interviewed a guy on, on the show. His name is Max Vermillion. Um, mm-hmm. And he was, he was now in L.A., but he was German. From Germany, he went to Canada. And then he landed in L.A. and all of, he just got this role, you know. He just got a role because he's handsome or whatever. And he and there you go. And that's it. That was that was the blast of his acting career. And I was like, so you used to be a computer tech, and all of a sudden you're an actor. Like, wow. Like, right. people have the craziest stories. They have the best stories. I, I actually have to make something up. I think because it's like you know, I I don't get much I don't get much talk time when it comes to those conversations. You know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's I mean, funny. so where are you from, Tracy? Oh, I'm a Cali girl. I was born and raised there. You know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've lived in other states. I followed work to other states uh-huh. for short periods of time. But I don't. I, it's so funny because California is so home to me. You know, it's just mm. like every every place else is different. This is normal. You know, that's how you look at somewhere when you've lived in it for almost your entire life. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, uh, so Tracy, is there anything else you'd like to mention? I know you you, you spoke about this production that you'll be uh, beginning on November first. Um, mm-hmm. Is there any any appearances, any events that you'll be taking part of uh, in the near future? Well, no, I only have six weeks for us to prepare on that. And since I'm helping on production, we're going to casting mm-hmm. and all of that stuff right now too. So um, I'm kind of, I'm kind of gonna gonna go 
going deep and I'm finishing up and I'm finishing up this house because I was building this house and then I had to stop because I had all of these premieres and these shows and everything come up. I literally I hadn't been to this new house that's 95% built and it's small, it's not a big deal, but but I hadn't been there in 2 months. Even walked in the door and it's only a mile from where I live. Oh wow, yeah. Yeah. So I'm catching everything up so I can go into production because I know I've got two more in February and March. And, um, yeah, keeping my head low. Oh, okay. So I, I won't take up any more of your time then. <laughs> no, um, no, no, it's, it's fine. <laughs> it's, it's been a pleasure having you on. Uh, you know, I wish you ultimate uh, luck and success of, you know, with your upcoming endeavors and so forth. Um, you know, thank you so much for your time. Shout out to Clint, to your, to your publicist and so forth. Uh, but take yeah. care, Tracy. Okay, I, I thank you. Thank you so much for having me. No okay. problem. Look forward to hearing okay. from you. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. So there you have it. Tracy Birdsall. Make sure to check her out on Twitter. It's Tracy Birdsall 1, the number 1. And um, she's really active on Twitter, so if you follow her on there, you know, um, it'll be it'll be great. And I'm sure that she'll answer you to your tweets. Also, um, she has over, like, 95,000 followers on Twitter, so, I mean, it won't hurt if you follow her, too. You get me? And um, with us, regarding to us, keep up with us at SashaMarinaShow.com. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram uh, at the, uh, Sasha Marina, and follow me on Facebook at Sasha Marina Show. What else? Um, that's about it right now. Thank you so much for tuning in and keep up with our uh, upcoming interviews this week. Bye-bye. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Old moon. Yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Charlie's Philly Steaks, now open at Ohio State, where Phillies are grilled to order and wings made to savor. Intense chef-inspired bold flavors. From mild to wild, like Nashville Hot and Dare You Try Angry Ghost. For a limited time, try our grand opening special. Six boneless wings, Texas toast, fries, and a drink, all for $7.99. Come and find us at 18th and High Street, Charlie's Philly Steaks. Always grilling fresh.